Oh, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, through this season, we've kind of been going through the things that make us uh, different as Missouri Synod Lutherans. And on this night, especially, we come then to our second sacrament. For within our Lutheran church, we do believe there are two very special activities that the church performs, and that, of course, is baptism. And tonight, we also then remember uh, the Lord's Supper. These are two very special ways that the Lord comes to us, that, that we uh, believe the Holy Spirit is given to us as a wonderful gift. Of course, we have the context of our, our reading of tonight when the, the Lord with his disciples is going to celebrate the Passover. Now for the, the Jewish people in the ancient world, this was a, a very special time. It was the, the time that they remembered how they were freed from slavery in the land of Egypt. They were saved with great miracles. They were saved by the power of God's hand. The terrible plagues that devastated Egyptian society at that time. And then the people finally being let go. But then, of course, you know, the Pharaoh, he changed his mind. He pursued the, the Israelites out into the wilderness. Moses, not knowing exactly what to do, turns to the Lord. The, the Lord sends a wind to dry a path through the sea that the Israelites might begin to cross through. <coughs> The Egyptians at that time, thinking that they're about to be able to capture them, they drove their chariots right in after them, and then the Lord brings the water back, destroying the Egyptian army, destroying, in essence, the Egyptian culture at the time. For ancient history tells us that with the destruction of their army, they were easily invaded after that, that they were taken over by foreign powers. Indeed, this was a remarkable event in the history of the world. And the Israelites made it to safety by that hand of a loving God. And so year after year, they would come together on this special day of the Passover, they would celebrate this as God had directed them to in obedience to God's commands. They had to be able to stand as they ate their meal. The, the man of the house had to have his staff in his hand. He had to have his sandals on his feet as if he were preparing once again to flee from the Egyptian army. A lamb, uh, if a family was you know, too poor to afford a lamb, a, a goat might be substituted, was prepared. It was prepared in a, a special way. It, it wasn't so that it would be scrumptious and, and you know, tasting wonderful, but rather it was prepared with bitter herbs. 
It was you know, kind of like a traveling food. Everything in the meal was designed to remind the people of that flight, of that hardship in the desert, of, of trying times. And so our Lord and Savior, he gathers his disciples together for the Passover. It's that particular time of year. The meal is prepared. Our Lord and Savior, he, he sits down with the disciples, but now he does something new. He institutes the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Rather than talking about Egypt, rather than talking about freedom from slavery, he begins to talk about how this is my body, which is given for you. He begins to talk about this is my blood, which is shed for you. Our Lord and Savior, he takes this ancient tradition and he makes something new that now the disciples, rather than thinking about freedom from Egyptian slavery, will instead think about their Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, and all that he has done for them. And furthermore, as we begin to study other texts within the New Testament, we come to see where the Apostle Paul says, if you fail to discern the body and blood of our Lord and Savior in the sacrament, you are eating and drinking condemnation upon yourself. Really, with those words, it's one of the reasons that we come to believe that this is a sacrament, that this is something very special, because if you're messing it up, right, you're heaping condemnation upon yourself. To discern the very body and blood of our Lord and Savior. Yes, we believe he is really present in this sacrament. That Jesus comes to us through the bread and the wine. He is there. Martin Luther himself at a particular time in history when he was searching for other allies against the Roman Catholic tradition, began to meet with other Protestants that were popular, names that, that you would probably recognize at the time. But as he met with them, he had a, a little placard just in front of him where he, he simply wrote the word in. And as he was in negotiations and as he was talking about various, you know, theological differences that they had, it, people would see that he often would, would flip up this card. Of course, it was in German, right? It wasn't the English word is. But of course, his card was in German. But he would flip that card and he would look at it. And, and then he'd put it face down again. And they would continue in, in their negotiations and, and they would continue in their talks. 
And, and finally someone asked him about it. And, you know, well, he, he showed it to him. It's like, well, it, it's just the word is. But why is that so important? And Martin Luther said, because Jesus, he spoke the words, this is my body. He did not say that this is like my body. He did not say this represents my body. He, he did not say you should you know, treat this like my body. Jesus said, this is my body. This is my blood. We sometimes wonder why all the Reformation people didn't just get together, why you know Lutherans are separated from other denominations. This is one of the key reasons, because Martin Luther, you know, strongly believed if Jesus said, This is my body, then that's what he meant. When Jesus said, this is my blood, Martin Luther believes, of course, that's what Jesus meant. You might again ask, well, how can we explain that? How can we say, you know, what, what exactly is taking place there? Some of you perhaps have Roman Catholic friends and, and you know that the Roman Catholics believe in what they call transubstantiation. That means that when the priest stands before the elements and he speaks the words of consecration that the elements have in fact changed. That that piece of, of bread moments ago has now become the body of Christ. That that, that uh, cup that contains the wine that that has now become the the blood of our Savior. Well, hopefully from confirmation class, you un understand that we, we believe slightly different uh, than that. You see, we believe that that, that piece of, of bread, that wafer that was just a piece of bread moments ago, has now come to contain the body of our Lord. And that cup of wine that was just wine moments ago has now come to contain the blood of our Lord. Now, again, you, you could maybe argue, well, you know, it just seems like you're splitting hairs or, you know, what, what is the, the real difference? Right? If it, it is the thing, if it has become uh, the, the substance or, or if, you know, it, it just contains it. But, you know, just kind of, you know, picture uh, to your, yourself. If I'm going to try to, you know, bring to you just a, a, a cup of water. Right? If I'm just kind of carrying the, the water in my hands. You know, it's kind of leaking out and I, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble getting it over, you know, to you. It's difficult and you're saying, well, you know, with COVID, oh, that's so gross. The pastor's holding the water in his hand trying to bring it to me. I, you know, ooh. But what could a person use to contain the blood of Christ, or what could a person use to contain the body 
of our Lord. And so that's then how we began to attempt to describe it. You know, how can I you know, bring to you the body of Christ? Well, the Lord said, hey, it's going to be in the bread. How can I bring to you the blood of our Lord and Savior? Well, the Lord has said, hey, it's going to be in the wine. And so the bread and the wine, we we picture them as if they're they're acting as a a container. Right? It is kind of maybe a convenient way for the pastor to be able to pass out, right, the, the bread and wine, the body and blood of our Lord. This may be an easier way to be able to think about it. The the bread that we prepare, the wine that we prepare, they come to be containers of something so very precious. The body and blood of Jesus that comes to us. Now, furthermore, we also believe that our spirits are strengthened through this precious gift. You see, the, the body and blood of our Lord, they're contained within the elements, those elements that they're brought to us, they're given to us, given and shed for you. For you. And with each time we receive that precious body and blood, we are strengthened within our spirit. Something very special is taking place. Now see, we just kind of have the the jazz band going, you know, and the pastor's, you know, passing out Kool-Aid and, you know, he's got some you know, crackers that he came up, some Ritz crackers maybe, and you know, I got my Kool-Aid and my Ritz crackers and I'm kind of, you know, jamming around up here and we say, what is going on? Right, this is a sacrament. This is the body and blood of our Lord. The apostle has warned us if we fail to discern that the body and blood of our Lord are here, we are heaping condemnation upon ourselves. So we want to get it right, don't we? We want to be able to to confess our sins privately. We want to have a little bit of a time of devotion before we come forward to take of the precious gift. We, We want to have our hearts right, our minds in the right place. And then we come and knowing that Jesus himself is present, that he's coming to us to strengthen our spirits. And so then we eat of the bread. And so then we drink of the wine. Now, other people might might say, oh, that that sounds kind of, kind of, ew, pastor. Am, Am I really eating the flesh of, Jesus? 
Am I really, you know, drinking the blood of Jesus? Is that, you know, going into my stomach? Oh, please stop. Don't say any more about that, right? But dear, dear friends, that's not what we believe either. For we believe that as the, the bread, as the bread containing the body of Christ enters into our mouth, that it is only the bread that we're chewing. It is the body of Christ that is strengthening our spirit. And we believe that as we are drinking from the cup, it is, yes, the, the wine that is being swallowed and going into our digestive system, but it is the blood of Christ strengthening our very soul. See, that, that's why we're a, a little bit different. <coughs> you think about if you have an accident, okay, with the elements within the, the Roman Catholic Church, you know, something happened, a person handling the, the chalice, you know, tripped, you know, some terrible disaster. And, you know, for, for us, you know, we'd be pretty embarrassed as well. But in the Roman Catholic Church, you know, that, that's the blood of Christ. If I just spilled the blood of Christ all over the carpet, all over the communion rail, right, you know, special procedures have to be followed. I have to cut out that section of the rail, that, that section of the rail has to be, you know, properly disposed of. We have to, you know, call in carpenters and, and rebuild that part. I have to cut out that section of the carpet because, you know, the blood of Christ has soaked into it. And we have to, you know, bring in somebody that's going to patch a piece of the carpet. You know, I you know, spilled it on, on my robe and now I have to, you know, get rid of my robe because, you know, the, the blood of Christ, uh, you know, I have to take it through special procedures because if it, you know, has transformed, then, you know, that's a, a pretty big deal, isn't it? But again, for, for us, as it's just the container, you know, if I've dropped the consecrated wafer on the ground, well, yeah, it's, it's embarrassing, and, you know, I maybe feel sinful because I should have been more careful. But for us, it's just bread lying on the ground. You might say it's holy bread. You might even say it's bread that's very special because it once contained the body of Christ, you could say that, but yet it's not going to make us get out the carpenters and we're not going to have to rip up the carpet and I, I can go home and wash my alb in the washing machine to, to get the wine stain out again. For it is only the container, you see. It's not the body, not the blood, in that sense. Now, as a, a pastor trying to explain these things, you know, sometimes maybe it, it brings in uh, confusion and, you know, maybe I, I've even made it more difficult to understand tonight. I, I hope that that's not the case. 
And certainly, you know, at the end of the service, we're careful with the wafers that have contained the body of Christ at one time. We're careful with the wine that has contained the blood of Christ at one time. But yet, right, we don't have to get all upset if we have an accident, you see. Because the body and blood comes to us through those means. It's the purpose. God wants to get it to us. How can he do it? He does it through simple elements, doesn't he? Jesus says, hey, this is my body. And he gives us a piece of bread. His body comes to us through that means. He says, this is my blood shed for you. And he gives us the cup of wine. His blood coming to us through those means. Simply because that's how he designed it. A very simple way to understand, isn't it? The bread, it contains the body. The blood is contained within the wine. It comes to strengthen our spirit. And so we come forward tonight once again to receive the body and blood of our Lord. That we might be strengthened inside. That our our spirits, though maybe enfeebled, though maybe going through difficult times, might be revived. So our relationship with our Lord and Savior can be Strengthen once again. Because, yeah, we live in a hard world, don't we? We live in a world where the sins of other people can have an impact upon us. We live in a world where perhaps you're trying to, you know, prepare yourselves, especially for this, you know, Easter weekend where you want to spend the afternoon in prayer and in solitude. You want it to have a special kind of feeling as you came quietly to the church. And then you went to the store and there was someone cursing and swearing in the aisle. And you said, wow, come on. The sins of other people, they can have an impact on us. You can get down. You can become discouraged. You can be disappointed with some of your friends in this previous week. Maybe there's someone in your immediate family even that has disappointed you recently. And so you come to the church and you want it to hear the wonderful songs and you want it to be reminded of the love of your Lord and Savior and you want it to be prepared to receive the Lord's Supper and instead you're just kind of spun up 
And instead, you're just kind of angry. You're getting ready to turn in at the church and someone cut you off. And now, you know, suddenly the sense of worship has just fled. And our Lord Jesus Christ, he says, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me and receive my body and blood once again, that you can be strengthened, that you can be renewed, that you can remember all that I have done for you. And finally, that's what the Lord's Supper reminds us of, isn't it? That Jesus Christ loved each of us so very much that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus, he loved so much that he was willing to give even his body, and even his blood. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.